welcome to Habakkuk week six, right? Yeah, 12.6. 12.6. This is the last week of the minor series. Got to two hands now. Can't even do it with one hand. It's like, got to do. <laughs> this is this it? would be it for the minor, so you're going to change the uh, yep. decor, huh? Yep. Yes. All right. So we're changing the decor. We're actually going to change the format of this show now. Uh, we're oh moving my. into a new season uh, of Talking Element um, for the... Uh, for the next series, we're going to focus on telling stories of gospel-centered community and how God, what God has done in them and through them. And uh, it'll be, I think, a little bit shorter episodes, but also a little, still a little bit different. So, uh, where well, we are sitting down with Russ Scherer. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, my name's Russ Scherer. Um, I've lived in the area my entire life, was born in Santa Maria. So did you ever leave the area, or were you just always here? I was, I've always been here. I mean, uh, even going to college, I ended up going to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo and got an engineering degree, and then went out to work on rockets at Vandenberg and spent 39 years out there before I retired. So I was going to say, you're sure is a salute to Titan. Did you work on the Titan? I did. Had about 28 years on the Titan program. And what aspect did you work on? On on the space shuttle system, which is where I started, I designed all the hypergolic load systems for space shuttle. Kind of kid some of the kids. We uh, I, I talked the company into getting the first small desktop computer. They didn't have anything like that when I started in '76. So they bought a Wang Instruments. I was gonna say, computer. When you say small desktop computer. Is it like the size of this coffee table right here? <laughs> a little smaller, you know, <laughs> but close. <laughs> but close. But anyway. <laughs> They opted for the extended memory in this thing. It had 64K of memory. Mm. That was it. Mm. And we designed all of the fluid systems for Space Shuttle on that computer. And I wrote most of the software to do that. Not a software engineer, but I was just trying to make life easier on myself. Russ came over and helped me fix my motorcycle. Oh, yeah. So, and so that's another interesting fact about you. You are a collector of sorts, right? I do, I do have a lot of motorcycles, and most of them I collected were, wow, you know, that's kind of an interesting way the, the Japanese or the Italians or whoever built them. That was an interesting approach to, to get what they wanted to get, and so a lot of them are kind of one-offs where they maybe only made them for a year or two because they were really different, and some of them didn't sell too well. But I just find it really interesting that looking at it and saying, wow, look, that guy was thinking a little outside the box to come up with that. Your bike's another really good example of that, oh. of thinking outside the box for, for building something. So I, I've never actually been to your place, but do you have like a like a nice like garage storage thing for all these? Or are they just like, I got like 10 sheds out in my back property, and I throw like five motorcycles in each of these sheds? <laughs> uh, the latter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has your wife ever said... Pick one? No. She never has. You know, she's an amazing woman. She is anyone that would allow me to do that is pretty amazing. Well, cool. Well, thanks for joining us today. Much appreciated. So, Aaron, why don't you recap and tell us where we're headed? We're starting a series next week called The Songs of Ascent. And it's interesting that Habakkuk ends with talking about going on the heights that trusting in God, following him, leads him to the heights. The heights is the idea. It's a, it's a place on a mountain where you trust God and you can see anything coming your way. But many times it's very difficult to get up onto those heights. And so the trials that God takes us to leads us up to those places, especially when we trust him. Now, the songs of ascent are people going to celebrate uh, in Jerusalem, all the different festivals as they walk up. So it's this trek to get up into the heights. And they both kind of you know, 
gel together when we get to the end of this, that trusting in God leads us to rejoicing in the midst of our troubles, not because we don't have any troubles, but it all leads to a place of the heights where God leads us. Russ, going through the message, did you have any any thoughts, anything stand out to you? Just Habakkuk in general, I mean, uh, and it's been pointed out in, in the messages, but my goodness, you can read that and it was done... 2,600 years ago. 2,600 years ago. And I look at the world and our country today, and I think, my goodness, you know, it's 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 the same thing. We're headed down the chute. Uh, the, the, the country's falling into chaos. There's all this crazy stuff happening. And, and uh, you know, God, how can you allow all of this to happen? And I'm sure he's got a purpose for it. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how he's going to pull it all out. Or <laughs> Neither was Habakkuk. <laughs> Neither was Habakkuk. But, I mean, it's, it's very good even for today. And how about for you, kind of personally, so we're at the end of Habakkuk. We're at the, the tail end of this story uh, and seeing that kind of all, all culminate in, into the heights. How, how has God brought you to that place of, of, yeah, the gospel of understanding who God is and what he has done and is doing? Yeah, part of my makeup as an engineer and uh, being a troubleshooter and all, I really like if something's going south, I want to figure it out and I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty frustrating a lot of times in, in real life. You know, it's stuff you don't have any control over and you really can't fix. And learning to trust God through all of that. And, and I've seen, I'm 67 years old, you know, I've been around long enough to see where God has worked things out. And so it, as I trust him more for that, it's taken such a load off of, I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to worry about that. I like what you said to me. Uh, I, I, can't, I think it was towards the end of Acts, or, but you said, you go, I really enjoy learning all of these things because every time I think I know something, I learn something new. And you stated one Sunday, you know, for some of you folks that love history, you're going to like this, this <laughs> message. For you that hate history, well, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm one that loves history. I like to see the context in which something was, was stated because I can internalize it a whole lot better that way, knowing this is what the culture was doing, this is what was happening. If I get a little background of the history of what was going on, man, it, it just makes it sink home so much more to me than otherwise. So I enjoy that. I mean, it just, it helps me. We have these ideas of what God will do based upon what we think he should do. (laughs) In Israel, when they all went into Judah, it was never the same. They were never a sovereign again. They always had someone over them. And yet God allowing to happen what happened enabled all those Jews to disperse throughout the known world. And those, you know, synagogues ended up popping up everywhere and you know, God did a work that way, but it never would have happened if this dispersion didn't take place. God's timetable is completely different from what yeah. we expect. So even though we may think there, there's no hope, I mean, there's he's got a plan and it may just take a whole lot longer than what we think mm-hmm. it should. And I, I appreciate that point of we can't come in with our assumptions of what that means. Mm-hmm. We can't come with, with, I praise God for what he's done in the past and therefore what I think so he's got to do this thing in the yeah, future. Yeah. I want him to do again. So you talked a lot about rejoicing. I did. You talked a lot about... Um... And rejoicing comes out of last week. Actually, so, you know, you take that idea of, of rejoicing. Last week, it comes out of remembering. You know, and today we kind of end with the idea of repeating of what that looks like. Because all, all those things are meant to move us to a place where we 
rejoice. We repeat what God has done because it reinforces the remembering and that comes out almost of a discipline of teaching ourselves to do that. When I get freaked out, when I get angry, when I don't know know, what the next thing is going to happen is in our country, I don't have to focus on that. I can focus on what God has done and repeat to myself that, that He is good and He is holy and He is righteous. And he will bring good out of everything. And by repeat, you mean you, 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 you that's the narrative you, you, yeah. you tell yourself. It's, yeah. it's the gospel you, you tell right. yourself. You, 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 you know, we're called to gospel one another and speak the gospel to each other, but we also gospel ourselves and a lot of times when we want to forget. God is constantly repeating so that we would come to the place that we do remind ourselves of what he is and, and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Russ, for you, what things do you find yourself repeating what what do you tell yourself in the in in the day-to-day struggle of life i i get, i know sometimes in the evening if i'm i'm, I'm gonna go out and barbecue a couple of hamburgers or something and, and i sit out by the barbecue do you wish the hamburgers yourself or are they frozen patties uh yes well and it's not just necessarily hamburgers but when i'm sitting out by the pit and and i just look at even just my backyard surrounding me and you know the clouds and the sky and all that and i think my goodness god i mean how could anybody design something better than the world that we have? Some of my prayer life has changed some too, where I can just sit out there and I just basically talk at the sky or talk to God. Hey, this is pretty cool. I like this. I like that. You've done this. You've done that. And kind of a one-sided conversation. But I mean, I found that I can I can actually talk to him that way. And it's kind of cool. I like it. You ever met um, Steve? He drives that, uh, drives that Mustang with the race, black racing Yes, car. I have. Same thing. He he talks about how he came to trust in Jesus, and a lot of that is from creation. Oh, my goodness. If, if you had any kind of an engineering design background, mm-hmm. you can't look at this planet and not say that there was an infinitely intelligent designer. designer. Well, one of the things we've, we've shared with me over the years is uh, kind of as you've aged, your body has slowed down. Uh, oh, yes. And so, like, running has been... A huge aspect of your life and it is slowed and you're able to go as far and as much as before um, and I know that that was a struggle for you has been a struggle as you've come to that realization how has the gospel spoken into that how have you just dis- used the discipline of rejoicing in who God is um, helped you through that ha- has it or oh yeah I mean uh, there were times when I was really down in the dumps a few years back when things started to go south with that because I always looked at it it was being an asthmatic as a young child and, and I, I didn't run my first mile until I was probably oh, 18 19 I just couldn't so I always looked at that I, as I've never <laughs> run my first mile <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that was a gift I figured that God gave me. And then it was, well, how come this is all changing now? And I I think I've grown to see that, I mean, he has other plans for me, but he hasn't taken it away all at once to really make me feel bad. But he's showing me there's there's more to life than just that. So I I believe, you know, he's, he's working through that to get me to another place that he wants me to be. I was reading uh, this thing from an old tennis player who uh, gave up tennis and started playing golf. And he said, he said, you in, in your life, in your prime, you reach a point where you are the best you are ever going to be. Right. And then he goes, and on the backside of that, he goes, you, you can only get worse more slowly the more that you practice. And so he goes, 
He goes, I just decided to stop playing tennis and take up golf because I never played golf, and I can only get better at golf right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've told the guys before that at the gym, I said, hey, I'm, you know, we're the best we've ever going to be. We're just slowing down the rate of decay at That's this right. point. How do we not focus on the stuff or the, the, the priorities that aren't salvation worthy? It's, I think it's really hard not to focus on the stuff. The, the, the stuff in our lives is, is where we fall into so easily to get our comfort from. Today, when we lose our comfort or something doesn't come as easy, we shake our fists and say, God, why are you doing this? And yet, I think if God actually just removed everything from us, it would, it would be different. I think we would stop lashing out and we'd start to find a place where we trust him in the midst of it. God wants to save us. He doesn't want to save my PlayStation, you know, because all the PlayStation does is distract me. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want to save our frozen hamburgers or our barbecue pits. You know, he wants to save us. Now, hamburgers and barbecue pits are great gifts that I think can teach us to worship him for his his goodness to us. But many times we take those gifts for granted, and so I think there are times where God removes our stuff in order to help us to understand better our salvation. And so this comes back to having that discipline of remembering who God is, renewing that right. that, that sense to ourselves. And the, the discipline isn't, I've got to do this thing or God's going to take this away. I don't think that God's punitive like that. I just think that the discipline is a way for us to remain a thankful people. You know, it's the, the savoring, the treasuring of who God is. So this week, try to repeat, try to remember, and ultimately rejoice in who God is, what He is doing, and what He has done. And so we thank you. For, we thank God for the miners. We thank God for uh, the prophets that uh, came and even for, the ginger ones, even the ginger ones, <laughs> and the naked ones, <laughs> and the ones in the fish. All they did was talk about repenting and, mm-hmm. and, and focusing on the salvation, not the stuff, yeah. but the turning of hearts to the good creator, God who made all things. Uh, and so as we enter into the songs of ascent, uh, as we look into that mountain, uh, hopefully we as a church grow closer to that mountain point where we can all trust who God is because we can see that, see things coming. And when we don't see things coming, we trust that he is good and in control. So we will see you next week as... With a very different looking talking about It'll be a little different, but it'll be fun, hopefully. So thanks, Alma. Maybe we can tell people after this is over, you, if you, if you can give us the right amount of peanuts in here, we'll give you the peanuts in the baby room. Oh, gee. Sounds like a lot of work. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> that means we got to count them. That's right. Never mind. If you just say you want them, we'll give them to you. <laughs> you can find them in the dumpster <laughs> after today.